ladies and gentlemen. Pay attention. This is your boy, the coach from the WWE. I would like to welcome you to the very first wrestling podcast in the world to take you on a weekly deep dive in the classic matches along with legends of the squared circle. Enjoy the discussion. Enjoy the back and forth. There's so much to get into. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Payoff. Welcome to an all-new episode of The Payoff. I'm Tom. That's Jeff. Ring of Honor, buddy. We're going deep in the coffers for this one. I'm excited, though. Never seen this match. I'm looking forward to it. The uh, If I... If I had not told you who Tyler Black was, would you have any yes, idea? I would have known. All right. Hey, I'm just making sure, like, you know, going out there for our fans. I'm sure we got some. We got to make sure we they know who we're talking about here. Now, the, the, the bigger question is, do you wish you didn't know who Tyler Black was? Because, uh, yeah, because, I kind of do. Because, because, Jeff, there are so many more valuable important things that you could put this knowledge to but you've chosen professional wrestling well yeah why well, i, I like, often find myself thinking that like how how wealthy could i be if i knew this much about something more useful well i i have a few friends right now i'm sure you do doing that 75 day hard challenge or whatever it is like the uh, you know you've got to work out read a book non-fiction all this other stuff like no drinking any of that stuff and i'm thinking to myself like i got pay-per-views on the weekend and i got wrestling to watch like i'm not about to non-fiction and not drink on the weekends like there's just there's too much going on so yeah that um, sounds like when george costanza stopped having sex and he became brilliant Right. Yeah, exactly. I do wonder like what, like Tyler freaking black, Seth freaking Rollins. They both kind of just like, you know, roll off the tongue though. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I'm looking forward to this one. Yep. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, this was one where I was going through, you know, we, we talked about why we picked these, um, you know, going through, you know, what, what matches we have, like what's kind of going on. Of course, Seth in the news a little bit recently, you know, just because of that weird post WrestleMania, like raw where he came out, did his entrance and then left. And so I just saw the other day though, that then there were rumors of he walked out. And so, um, cause he was so unhappy with that stuff, but also like, I, I we all know that, you know, I, I see I see his name getting floated around a little bit, too, for who should actually dethrone Roman, um, which I would be OK with that. And, you know, he's not happy necessarily with his placement on the the cards and kind of what's happening, which I get that, like, um, because I think the guy is they've always told this story of the boy from Iowa and things like that. And so I really wanted to go back to some of these earlier stuff and see what was out there. And so, of course, with the resurgence of Ring of Honor, it's a little bit easier to find right now. Um, but then also as you know, trying to find matches like him and uh Danielson uh have had a couple matches back in this time that were phenomenal. And so um this was actually a rematch, but we'll and we'll talk about that uh you know in the build, but um why not cover this? Like it's just one of those weird kind of oddity ones that I hope other people go, kind of check out. And I'm excited. I haven't seen it. I know you haven't, so I'm excited. 
Yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to this one, and you know, it's interesting. I I, I had not thought about uh, Seth ending Roman's uh, reign. Mm-hmm. I could get behind it. Yeah, just because I mean, if you say, "Hey, to make him the guy," because he's look, I mean, he's he's a superstar. Don't get me wrong, but like whatever that next level is. God, you, you might be able to get him there. It's just a ridiculous baby face. Again, I, I still hold out hope on Cody, but I I the Seth thing, I mean, God, you, there's a there's a what, a 10-year story to tell there. Yeah, I think that they they really um they really just missed the I think if you were gonna do it with Cody, Mania was the time to do it. I do think they've missed the boat on that. I get they want to tell the story, like I'm I'm logical enough to understand that. But if you got to pick somebody else, like him and Seth could have a, a, a you know a, a nice little program where he beats him. And I think that and then you know, yeah, well, we could talk about it during the match, but yeah. yeah. All right, let's get into the build. Oh, it's time for the build. So I, you know, aside from the Ring of Honor we've watched on here, I just have never seen any of it. So mm-hmm. any Ring of Honor match we cover is going to be the first match I've ever seen, um, or one of the first matches. So 2008 um, Ring of Honor Southern Navigation. I mean, they're in Virginia. I guess it's kind of the South, <laughs> right? Yeah, capital of the South, as they remind me when I visit there. Yeah, yeah whatever. And, and I, and it, it, no disrespect to Ring of Honor. I mean, I've heard they've done incredible stuff. I mean, gosh, look at the stars that have come out of there. I just never watched it. So, um, yeah. and in 2008, it wasn't like it was easy stuff to find. You know, it might have been like pay per views, or I, I don't even know. You know, whatever. So, this is in Manassas, Virginia, at the Sports. Network and Fitness Center. I, I do want to point out, I, I looked it up. I know you're curious. And so it is since closed, but it, it is pretty much like one of those like warehouse. It's like, you know, with it's got the gym in it. Like there is, you know, like the, 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 the town fitness center that's nothing special. Like it's uh, closed actually back in uh, 2020. But yeah, it is uh, whatever you're thinking of the venue, think less of it. Because even I was curious what the uh, sports network and fi- it's actually not. I put sports network and fitness center because I wanted to. I didn't want you to be confused. It's just called sports network and fitness. It's not a center. It's like. You know, it is it is tiny as hell and unassuming. You would have no clue that a ring of honor that, that one of the best ring of honor matches ever was taking place in this building. Well, now it's I'm crazy. excited to see what it looks like on TV. Yeah, it's like seriously. So I, I the dark just a large gym, like, yeah, that's it. So okay. May 9th, 2008. Uh Chris Hero's gonna defeat Pele Primo. Primo? Yeah. We're going to butcher these, but that's okay. Brett Titus and Rex Sterling are going to defeat Mitch Franklin and Sean Denny. Brent Albright is going to defeat Claudio Castanoli, Damian Wayne, and Nigel McGuinness in a four-corner survival match. Austin Aries is going to defeat Eric Stevens. Necro Butcher is going to defeat Jack Evans in a no-DQ match. Jimmy Jacobs is going to defeat Jay Briscoe. The match we're covering, and then the main event – Team Noah is going to defeat the No Remorse Corpse of 
Roderick Strong, Davey Richards, and Rocky Romero. Jeff, let me tell you this. This was 15 years ago. It's kind of mm-hmm. crazy how many of these guys are still working. And still Yeah, working. and how many are, are household names. Yeah. I mean, you just forget, like, I mean, these guys, like, yeah, but I mean, like, don't get me wrong. They're, they're making a, a, a nice living, but it's like, I mean, a lot of these guys, it's like, shit, you're going to end up taking bumps for 20, 25 years. Yeah. Not probably have made enough money to never work again the rest of your life. I mean, it's great that you were on TV and you'll go to some conventions, but like, you know, there's also no offense, but like, there's not a massive line building up at conventions behind some of these guys, which to me, yeah. Jeff, makes it all the more important that these guys build some kind of income and brand outside of wrestling. Give you an mm-hmm. example. Matt Cardona will be able to make money when he can no longer take bumps. Yep. So, like, I I don't know why you wouldn't have a podcast and try to do something else outside of just working matches. And I I think that's important. I mean, I think, you know, you see the people on Twitch and, you know, the OnlyFans and um, I sent you one that Ric Flair's on that never heard of before. But, like, Figure out a way to like monetize, you know, your brand while you can, because, you know, you don't mm-hmm. want to create this stuff after the fact. Do it while you're still in the game. Anyways, my thoughts. Well, even I know, like I have like kind of, you know, very minimal knowledge of it. But even I know like Matt Cardona and his toy business or toy collecting, like dude's obsessed. And so but he makes like, you know, that he has that ability. It's kind of like Xavier Woods and the up, up, down, down, like don't he'll he'll make hand over fist money with that even when he can't wrestle yeah absolutely like and and i and i and i know not everyone can come up with like a toy brand or whatever but like dude figure out like some way even if it's just a podcast you know because and by keeping your name out there and this is why you know you wonder well why do some of these guys do podcast interviews or why do some of these guys do talking heads for um uh dark side of the ring the mm-hmm. reason is because they want to be visible so that people come up and take a picture with them at the conventions. So that's that's right. why you want to keep your name out there. It makes it makes yep. a difference. It's why you're also yeah, not absolutely to fans. Because like, you know, people you you want to be recognized. Again, again, if if you're in WWE right now and you're um uh Rhea Ripley and you're gonna make a million bucks or more this year yeah fuck the fans like, I get it right but like I mean for, oh yeah right but for a lot of them like you know hey that that uh you know couple grand at a convention you know 10 times a year that that might be your income after you're done wrestling so you know keeping your name out there really does matter and having that personal brand you got to be entrepreneurial and that's yeah, it's a whole different subject, but it's like there's value in being an independent contractor and building up your brand mm-hmm. and having yep. that freedom to do so. All right. Well, and even re- all right, we'll get into this. Yes. Yeah, so, all right. Let's talk about it. The um, we'll start, of course, with and there's actually not a lot at this point with Tyler Black, Seth Rollins. And so uh, I'll call him both, but he's going by the name of Tyler Black. Was he newer at this point? 
So okay. he actually, and so this match taking place, it would have been May 2008, but he actually uh, made his debut is with Jimmy Jacobs and Necro Butcher. It was September 15th, 2007, um, with them attacking the Briscoe brothers, of course. And so they actually had a stable calling themselves the Age of the Fall, the three of them. And so... Yeah, good name. And so um, they actually had a match previously. So these guys at a show called Breakout, um, it was uh, uh, at the early 2008. Um, and so this ends up being a rematch, and that actually plays into this match. But, you know, so Tyler Black, Seth Rollins didn't do at this point – not necessarily, I say not a household name by any stretch of the imagination, but also like really kind of finding himself with this stable um, in Ring of Honor. Now, Danielson on the flip side, though, had been around. Um, it was actually coming back from injury and mid 2007 kind of won a couple different matches uh adam pierce actually one of the you know wrestling when he back in ring of honor had this and so uh it was actually may 12th ring of honor filmed its first pay-per-view is respect is earned and you had danielson teaming with the champion uh with the ring of honor world champion uh takeshi morishima against nigel mcginnis and kenta and so um Taking that one, the two of them actually winning Danielson um, after he made Kenta tap out to his uh, submission, the cattle mutilation, as we all know. And so um, he actually had a few matches with Nigel McGinnis uh, throughout 2007 as well, too. Um, he actually challenged the the champion Morishima as well, too. So, like, um, just a, a lot of different stuff. Uh, you know, Danielson was at the top of the card at this point. And so, and Seth, um, you know, kind of finding himself, like I said. So, it was a Ring of Honor breakout. It was January 25th, 2008. It was actually the first match between these two. Um, it was a 23-minute match with Danielson winning. Uh, one of the some of the write-ups here, I was I was curious, so I kind of went back and looked. This was a Black had his breakout match against Danielson at the appropriately titled breakout. Uh, Tyler took the American Dragon to the limit in a classic match at Breakout. In the end, Danielson just escaped, breaking out his perfect small package pin to take the win. Tyler is convinced he has what it takes to defeat him this time. And so six or you know five four or five months prior to this they had the match they're having the rematch now which is this match at southern navigation and so um like i said the the young upstart it's weird feels weird to say that of tyler black seth rollins kind of thinking that he can beat the veteran uh which to me that like i like that storyline i think it's cool um but yeah that's just how we get this one nice little build you know they had a match it's a rematch and that's what we're going with Love it. Dude, I'm pumped yeah. to cover this one. Me too. Yeah, absolutely. So YouTube link, you'll share it on um, social media, but it's the Ring of Honor channel on yep, YouTube. Yep. No, no, yep. Streaming it, streaming it for real this one. Yep. Full match in all caps, exclamation mark. Are you ready? Let's do this. Yeah. All right. It's time for the payoff. Oh, it's time for the payoff.
That's a chant for you. Referee Paul Turner calls for the opening battle our next singles match between the American Dragon, Brian Danielson, and Tyler Black of the Age of the Fall. Some of the fans here predicting what is going to happen to the head of Tyler Black, who is a house of fire right from the get-go here. Commentary on Brian Danielson. This a rematch from the breakout event in They both look great. They both look young, I mean, they, great. They, they look, yeah, but they, like, I, I, nothing, like nothing about these two to me, and, and again, I will say a little bit of a different era because, again, we're still kind of a lot of big guys, you know, oh, indie wrestling. But, man, you look at the two of these guys, like, in the lens of 2023. Yeah. It's like, man, they, they both they both look like stars. I mean, I there's nothing about – I mean, maybe Tyler Black's a little lanky here. You know, Brian obviously a little small and young looking, but, like – Dude, these guys both look like they're ready for prime time. I was gonna say I don't know if you you see it too, but especially from the black, I feel like uh, a young Tyler Black, Seth Rollins looks like a young CM Punk. Uh, dude, I was just thinking the exact same thing. It's funny because like I'm gonna I'm gonna say Seth for the rest of this one just to make it easy, but I feel like Seth like he's small compared to what we know him to be in 2023. Of course, we know how that, that WWE workout plan works, but like he looks like a, a you know, a, a, a CM Punk. He looks almost identical to CM Punk. And some of these camera shots, like with his hair falling, he does look like him. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah the side, the side profile. It's crazy. Um, Which name do you prefer Tyler Black or Seth Rollins? I I think I think they're both really good. I wish that he had stuck with Tyler Black. Now that like we we're, we see that, um, I also think though that Seth Rollins is a good name. I don't. I think he got lucky. Every once in a while, you get someone that gets the bad name. Um, I I say Seth freaking Rollins too. Like I I, I it was funny because uh, SummerSlam is in my hometown of Detroit, and so where I am in Indiana, I am getting radio ads for SummerSlam tickets. Oh really? And so and they're talking about like come see the superstars of WWE: Brock Lesnar, Cody Rhodes, and Seth freaking Rollins. It's like okay, like that. Sure. Like, and so that, it's just so associated with him. It's almost comical to me. And so, um, but I think that like he has had a good evolution of who he is. I do think they have him in limbo a little bit right now. I wish they could figure out exactly what they want to do with him, uh, whether it's taking on Roman or whatever it is. But yeah, so um uh, we were talking about the setup here. So they've got a little tiny scaffolding uh, in the back here. Uh, it doesn't look like much lighting at all. Just like kind of a flag that says ROH on it. Uh, you can see a little bit. It looks like they did put up like curtains around the uh, back of, like I say, the, the center. Uh, but it's still, you can see it's like one of those like tin roofs as well, too. Like if it rained too hard, you wouldn't be able to hear yourself. Um and so, ooh, and so there you go, Seth, with the flip here. Kind of, I say, dominating early. Uh, Danielson getting some offense in, but yeah, kind of looking good though. Yeah, they, they both look really good. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Brock is uh, advertised for SummerSlam. I mean, I guess they they guess they lined him up with another 
whatever they do year to year now and or maybe just through SummerSlam. But I mean, gosh, what what do you think? They might have they might have got him for another, you know, six six matches or something throughout the year. It's gotta be like the um it could be a handshake deal too. Like, you know, it could have been like, Hey, he's just making that Saudi money. Like that's just all it is. You know, he's just doing that as well. So who knows, but um, yeah, I wonder how they, I wonder how they structure his contract. I mean, my, my guess is it's per match. And then every match comes with like two TV appearances prior or something like that. I mean, if you, it's kind of a predictable cadence at this point, right? Like maybe like two or three, Hey, you're going to do a match. And we're going to give you, you know, you're going to show up twice prior, three times prior. Um, I mean, he's probably, gosh, I got to think that per like per match per program. I mean, he's got to be at least a half a million bucks each, I'd say. You know, I, I mean, would say, yeah, I'd yeah, say I some mean, of the big shows a million. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the WrestleMania, the Saudi show. I mean, I I, I got to think those are those might be million dollar. Well, and I wonder, like, I get like a lot of the wrestlers, like you know, they're supposed to be backstage, ready to go, like gear. I know we heard the rumors recently when Vince kind of you know wrecked, uh, or you know, rumored to have wrecked the Raw after Mania, like almost didn't have a match. He didn't have his gear, and then had to like get out to the ring and so all this other stuff but you know brock's not hanging out in you know uh catering or anything like that like um uh, you know he's not kind of walking around backstage catching like i say that wild photo that i had never seen before of like it was like 20 different locations and then arrows pointing backstage like where people had to go and stuff like that which was just wild to me um and so because i'd never seen that photo but it makes total sense as well too but like dude, are they calling brock up you know at noon on monday and being like hey get on the plane. It's at the tarmac. Like we need you here. Like, I just don't see that happening while we hear about that. Like, or maybe he's kept secret. Like I just don't see scenarios where they're calling Brock last minute and having him show up. You know, it just, I don't believe that. Like I'm with you. Brock knows when he's coming, when he's not like he's in the tree stand, you know, that afternoon, he's not going to, you know, he's just not going to fly into, you know, and you know that's going to piss him off, so you're not going to ask him to do it. Well, and I wonder how much pull Vince has to do that versus Triple H had. Because yeah. I feel like if Vince called The Undertaker, he'd be out of point. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've wondered that specifically with Brock. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Vince is still the one to interface with him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean... If, if Vince if Vince asked Taker to work the main event at SummerSlam, he'd start he he'd he'd be in the ring next week. Okay, he'd be. Yep. I mean, there's no question about it. Um, yep, I agree. You know, and you hey, look, you say what you want about Vince. That's strong leadership. Okay, and there are a lot of people that want, would run through a fucking wall for the guy. And oh, yeah, and and you know, you look at some of the cracks in AEW. It's because there's a lack of leadership. Okay, and, and and again, Tony Khan, I'm sure he's a perfectly nice guy and he gives out all these hugs and that's great. But the reality is, is that, you know, you've got whatever, 50, 75 independent contractors, different ages, different personalities, different income levels. Most most have tremendous egos. You got to manage them. So, you know, yes, there's different types of leadership styles that will work. But man, 
you gotta you gotta make sure that you're able to lead those people. And so, oh, Vince McMahon's mean. Okay, well, you see what happened when somebody's not mean. Okay, when someone's not mean, yep, yep, a big brawl breaks out backstage. You know, I'll tell you another thing that if I was Tony Khan, I'd I'd be furious about is all these people that either leak stuff to the dirt sheets or just straight up say, hey, I'm not happy. Hey, here's when my contract's up. Hey, I don't like that I'm not being used. Do you see that happening out of WWE right now? Rarely. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yes, Sasha walked out. Yes, this stuff happens. I get it. Okay. They're also three times the size of AEW. Okay. Like things are going to happen. You know, yes, Brett and Sean got into a fight backstage. Okay. I get it. But there's a lot of stuff leaking and happening out of AEW that should not be. Yep. Okay. And that's because nobody is intimidated by Tony Khan. Well, and who's your two, three, fours? It's Omega and the Bucks. Like, I get, like, JR does some behind-the-scenes stuff. I get Tony does some behind-the-scenes stuff. But also, like, you know, and, and you know, if someone quits WWE a lot, they, they are quick to hire some of those backstage people as well, too. Um, but it's just, yeah, it you know, it doesn't necessarily sit right because it's – you know, it's like the Jerry Jones theory. Like it all starts at the top too. Oh, like, absolutely. You know, it's like same thing. Yeah. So yeah, um, how, how many playoff games has Dallas won in the last, you know, what, 20 years or 18 years, whatever it's been since they, I mean, it, it, like one or fire your coach so many times. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, this, this EVP thing with the young, I mean, it's just a horrible dynamic. You're active performers. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're active performers. Therefore, Maybe you guys shouldn't also be, you know, the two, three, and four in the office. What's your timestamp here? I keep getting an ad every once in a while yeah, here. I am not getting any ads. I'm at 10.07. All right. All right. So I'm about 10 seconds behind you. No big deal. Okay. Um, yeah. So this has been a nice uh, – it started off hot with Black, got a lot of offense, but now we're kind of – a lot of submissions, stuff like that. Danielson trying to slowly kind of work through that, which is good, but also real stiff as well, too. A big uppercut. Uh, from what's Danielson. your What's your stance on the Seth's uh, entrance music? I I I, I say this because I feel like they're they're kind of beating this thing to death a little bit. Like let it uh, happen organically. If people want to sing to Jericho's song, let them sing. You don't need to like you know overplay it. I just feel like it's like all right, like let let's let the fans just. I get WrestleMania. We have the big spectacle for it, but it's like, just let it happen organically because if you like cheer it on too much, then it becomes forced. And then it's like, fans don't want to be told what to do. They just want to feel like it's their own decision to do it. I, f- I find it really interesting because if we're to believe what we've, you know, Seth has said that Vince is the one that came up with the freaking, that his theme needed something else, uh, or excuse me, came up with the burn it down um, in the theme because it needed something else to kind of pop with that. Um, and so I think it's, to me, it's interesting because we've had other times where Vince, like, you know, doesn't want certain things to happen organically. So uh, the best example I have is the, the two or um, or the like the or not, or, you know, the you know, quick count or the after two count, everybody else, two or um our one fall is my favorite too and they they used to do like the the just a quick two seconds to let the fans shout one fall if they were the, after they were announcing the, the match and stuff like that but then you get something like this where they do kind of lean into it a little bit more and i i think it's just it's so case by case with certain wrestlers i think it works for seth 
um, just because part of the persona and like, you know, who he is like that, his character, it, it works on the flip side. Like I, I, I'm, I'm struggling to think there, there are some others that they just don't want that organic kind of reaction to them, which is weird. And so I think of someone like I saw, uh, it was a meme the other day or something on Reddit that said like, like top champions that immediately cooled off after they won the belt. And one was like Liv Morgan. Like they, they gave her the belt and then she was, she immediately cooled off. Now, whether that was booking or just kind of what happened and I get, she, you know, won the tag titles recently and stuff like that. But like, I I think it's so much like you gotta be a performer that can live up to it too. And I think Seth is one that it works so well with his character. Like, great but i like so i'm a fan that's my short answer but i do think it very much depends on how much work the wrestler is putting into it too agreed we got flips outside here that looks like just a straight plywood floor with like some gym mats laid on it like that just that that's got to be rough as hell uh when you're hitting it um, uh, so tyler black seth rollins one five-star match what was it this hell in a cell or no oh oh, oh, oh i'm sorry yeah, yeah yeah oh i thought you meant like tyler black yeah okay i was gonna say he had a five-star match ring of honor yikes yeah oh that makes so, sense okay so that's it that's the only five-star match and then we have four different four and three quarter star matches um i'm surprised hell in a cell against edge yep that triple threat from royal rumble that was lesnar cena and rollins that yep. was off the charts good. Yep. Um, Money in the Bank, there was one in... Oh, that was actually only in 2021. Uh, that was uh, Big E, Drew, John Morrison, KO, Nakamura, Ricochet, and yep. Riddle. Yep. Okay. And then two... Um, or what was there? One ROH match that was four and three-quarter stars, and that was him versus Davey Richards. Got it. Yep. And this this was well not to jump ahead, but this was four and a half, and then he has mm-hmm. a I mean he has a ton of four and a half star matches, like twenty of them. So Black kind of dominating at this point too, but Danielson. Oh, yep, nice little move there. Oh, that looked painful. Yeah, that looked unintentional. So that was he got Danielson pushed. Oh, Jesus. Danielson pushed Rollins over the top rope and then just did a suicide dive. I don't even think he hit black. He pretty much went right into the crowd. Yeah. Like Danielson with a second win after that burst of adrenaline. ROH chant. Have you, uh, I say, have you been to... Uh, not necessarily a Ring of Honor show, but some of these uh, <laughs> gym type shows before. Have you done some of no, these in ne- the past? Never. The only the only thing I've ever, I mean, I went to a couple ECW house shows. Yep. Um, I know we've done NXT in like yeah, small. We venues. went to NXT. Yeah. I went to a uh, WWECW house show. Whenever they brought it back, it was yep. absolutely yep. horrible. Um. Yeah, so 
But no, I like a true indie event. No, and, and I'll tell you, like you know, in Phoenix where I live, like I follow them on Instagram. There's some like, I mean, they do like cool promote. Like they do like one does them at like a, a brewery. Yeah, um, it's kind of cool. Like I, 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 you know, I got two young kids, so I just it's it's tough. But like I, I would like to like I feel like you and I would have fun at one of these shows. I went to, um, I went to a indie show. God, I don't even remember the promotion at um at a wrestlemania weekend one time Mm -hmm. like some random guy was with wanted to go it was like 45 minutes away we had to drive in the rain we got there beat the shit out of each other in like the main event (laughs) i mean it was crazy. um and then i think we had to go to the hall of fame after that it was it was a long day long day um yeah so it was funny. I, I was looking because I've done in, in Dearborn, Michigan. I've went to a, it was a Ring of Honor, New Japan, War of Worlds show, and so and it was a venue like this where maybe five hundred people. It was actually probably even smaller in a gym, like it was a straight up gym with like the basketball nets like swung up, so you weren't going to hit anybody. Like yeah, like it was one of those type setups. But I was looking through the pictures not too long ago, and it was weird because I went to that show. It was back in two thousand seventeen, and. I was looking through the photos and it's got like the, the main event was uh, you, you had the Bucks uh, a hangman who wasn't hangman at the time, but Adam and Cody and they were taking on Will Ospreay and a couple other like New Japan stars. But it's weird, like looking back on that being like, man, like I saw those guys in 2017 in a gym and like, you know, before AEW was a thing, like just kind of crazy seeing, you know, and like, me, you know, shaking hands and meeting some of these guys too. Uh, you know, beforehand, like my brother and I paid for some of the autographs because they're like, when are we going to get, when, when are we ever going to get the opportunity to meet some of these new Japan guys ever again? But you got to wonder like how many people have like, I mean, that's just what they do. I remember Christopher Daniels was working the merchandise table. Like, it's just like, you know, th- that's the kind of stuff like they do to support what they do to to be that. that like we talked about was it last week, that entrepreneurial kind of spirit of it all because um, they have to in order to sell it. And so, um, yeah, just crazy to think like that's what came from that show. Like some of those guys that came from that. And like, you know, obviously we know where Danielson and, um, you know, in 2008 and Tyler, we, we didn't know where they would have ended up. But man, it's crazy to think where they are now and kind of the, some of the stuff they've been through. So, um they've kind of slowed the match down a little bit here. Like it, there was a, a some a lot of submissions there for a while, but now they're just kind of working stiff here. They're up on the top rope here. Um kind of raking the face. Yeah, just Black Black has been kind of I say not dominating, but been doing a good job here. What's he going for up on the top rope? didn't hit it but yeah but good match how so much far. i mean how much of this stuff he's still doing yeah right you see it yep Series of elbows from Black frees himself, hits the ropes. 
Forearm from Danielson. Went for that leaping kick again, but Danielson worked it. It gets the heel hook. Great little reversal there, yep. Danielson still with control of the leg of Tyler Black. Kicks to the side of the head. But he just grabs the other leg. He's got it once again, and Tyler is forced to tap. There you go. Okay. Quick finish, but all right. Kind of a weird finish. Yeah, it was very quick. That's all right. All right, let's get into the aftermath. Oh, it's time for the aftermath. Well, I enjoyed it. I, it's, I'm not hesitating. It's funny because like you said it, like you see some of the flashes of what they would become. And I think that's really cool. Like, you know, they weren't a fully developed character by any means. Like they were still trying to figure out like, you know, maybe Danielson more than black, but I think it was just one of those, like we did see Seth, like with the roll through off the top and things like that. Like, so it, it's very cool to me to see that stuff and how it played out because it just like, it works like, you know, and, and, and knowing where they came from, I, it's just, it was just really cool to me to see. I, oh, was it a, you know, five star? No, but was it a good match? Yeah. And it's just kind of seeing the origins of that, who they are was really cool to me. How about you? Yeah, I, I yes, I liked it for that reason. I thought the I thought the ending was kind of weird, but yeah, I I, yeah. I it was fun to watch it. Glad we did. Um, yeah, I I we didn't. Gosh, we just time flies by. There there is some like ROH stuff I want to talk about. I, was, I had just did a little um, digging into like the origins of of ROH. Some of which I remembered, some of which I didn't. But yeah, next time we cover an ROH match, we'll we'll do um we'll dig into some of that stuff so um reviews what what did uh what'd you see and then let's give our payoff score well aftermath real quick on this one too we've got you know really just black kind of you know kind of growing in this one uh you know some different things here didn't not winning the title but uh you know different matches with claudio jimmy jacobs stuff like that and danielson of course he actually wrestled uh with uh, pro wrestling noah there was some stuff over in japan as well too uh it was actually september 26 2009 glory for honor eight the final countdown it was him and nigel mcginnis and both of their last matches i wonder where danielson went after this we'll just have to wait and find out but uh pwi danielson was 13 in 2008 and black was 88 um the torch and the observer didn't have reviews there they just weren't reviewing this stuff but some of the 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 things i did find was another quality match between these two very different from their first match obviously because tyler isn't the same wrestler when he when they first squared off but a worthy success for successor to the breakout match another superb match between these two wonderful storytelling again as tyler tried to use his experiences of wrestling danielson uh at breakout to his advantage knowing he needed to work at a fast tempo and try to keep on his feet and out of the way of danielson's mat game so um i'm i'm at right at a seven i you know the matches it was a very quick ending it didn't you know but whatever it was fine but overall the match itself was very good i thought um and i just thought this was cool like you know this is one of those where um i would recommend people go see this just because it's it's such a weird kind of microcosm of what we would eventually get so yeah 
I got this as six and a half. Uh, again, yeah. it was fun. Enjoyed it. Good seeing them. Match was, you know, I mean, good. It was a really good 20 minutes. It was, yeah. Just just the ending did nothing for me. I just, I'm okay with submission endings, but it was just kind of a weird. It was fast. Yep. yep. Didn't, didn't do anything for me. So that's it. Um, another fun episode. Let's let's get some more Ring of Honor on the on the schedule. I'd like to cover a couple more matches. Um, for sure. But yeah. This was fun, and uh, as always, we'll see you next week on an all-new episode of The Payoff.